Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning is James chapter 4, verses 1 to 10. James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desire for pleasure, that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hearts, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. In today's portion of Scripture, James tells us where the sources of disagreement come from and where the source of peace comes from as well. And this really starts kind of at the end of chapter 3 and it continues on through chapter 4. Of course, you know, when James was writing this letter, he didn't use chapters just like we wouldn't use chapters or anything in writing a letter to our friends. The headings were put in later on. But James writes of earthly and heavenly wisdom. This is at the end of chapter 3. Wisdom is not simply intellectual or knowledge or anything like that. Rather, wisdom in general is the effective application of the truths you know. You know what is right. You know what is wrong. So it's applying the truths you know what is right and doing that. And wisdom is another test of a believer's faith. There is man's wisdom and there is God's wisdom. The wisdom of man seeks his own and has no saving relationship with God. And James at the end there of chapter 3 says the wisdom from above, meaning the wisdom from God, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, and good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. And just looking at some of those things, purity, for example, that's what wisdom is first, pure. And that's something that, that many of us in this world are missing today. Integrity, spiritual integrity, moral sincerity, having pure motives. This comes from love, truly loving others as you love yourself. You're pure. You're peace. You're gentle. Gentle means you have your power under control. You're reasonable. You're merciful. 
You have good fruits. You're unwavering in your faith. Those are all traits of a person with heavenly wisdom. Wisdom that comes from God. James also gives some examples of earthly wisdoms there. He says, on the other hand, bitterness, selfishness, boastfulness, lying, envy, and deceitfulness. That's all worldly wisdom or earthly wisdom. These are the harsh attitudes you see in this world, in other people, and maybe once in a while in yourself. This is when people seek their own agenda, so they get ahead. They seek their own pleasure, their own enjoyment, usually at the expense of others. So you can see why this earthly wisdom provokes people to conflict with others. Whenever I'm trying to get what I want, and someone else is trying to get what they want, then there's going to be conflict. Because we're each focused on ourselves. We're not focused on the love of others or the concern for others that God commands us to have. And when you think back, maybe even just to this week, this week, think back to some of the situations that you encountered and any of the conflicts that you saw or were involved with, more than likely it was due to earthly wisdom. People really only looking out for themselves. Because people with heavenly wisdom typically don't get into conflicts over earthly matters. Sure, there are some things that, that we will still get into conflict with, but it's going to be over right and wrong issues, not over meaningless earthly things. Now, this doesn't mean that Christians are to be just a doormat and just go with the flow in all circumstances, and especially during situations of abuse. For example, if a husband is physically abusing his wife, the wife should not just stand there, smile, and take it. And just try to live at peace and say, oh, that's okay, you can beat me once in a while. No. She's to protect herself. That may involve defending herself as needed. However, we do have many agencies, the police and other agencies, that, that are available to help that person. And maybe this guy goes to jail because of his actions. The wife shouldn't feel bad. The wife shouldn't feel sorry for that. The wife should still be compassionate, of course, and loving. But everyone needs to suffer the consequences of their actions. And that's what James is, is kind of talking about here with some of his submission. We're to submit to God in particular. But continuing on that theme of conflict, this is where James picks up at the beginning of chapter 4, the sources of these quarrels. And in particular, James is talking about arguments within the body of Christ, arguments within the church, disagreements. And the disagreements come because of people's own selfishness, their own desire to be in charge, their own desire for control of the situation. And this is especially true whenever people cannot or will not tame their tongue, like we saw and talked about last week. James tells us to simply ask God to deal with our desires. 
We all have certain desires. Some of them may be healthy desires. Some of them may be selfish desires. But we all have desires. And we have to ask God to deal with them. And if we're in tune with God's will, then our desires are His desires. And He'll give us what we want. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And we ask God for these things. We ask God for our desires from a pure heart. Not our own selfish desires. So we always think we can do things on our own. We need to stop and ask, what does God want done? And reflect on what He has to say to us. Reflect on His answer to us through His Word. James says that we don't receive what we ask from God because we ask with the wrong motives. When we seek God's honor and God's glory, that's when we have the right motive. And you know, sometimes we do pray for healing for people that are sick. Lord, heal them. But what is our motive? Is our motive to heal them so we don't have to take care of them anymore? Is our motive to heal them so that they're not in pain? Or is our motive simply that Heal them so that your glory may be shown in that work. See, the people of this world have the wrong motives. They do not submit their lives to Christ. They do not even acknowledge their dependence upon Him. So being a friend of this world is like being hostile to God. Christian living involves separating ourselves from the contaminants of this world. We need to live in this world, but not be of it. And it's a very hard thing for us to do because this world has so many enticing things for us. So many fun activities. So much entertainment. So much enjoyment. hard for us to separate ourselves from this world. And in fact, I would argue it's impossible for us to do it without the power of God. And that's why we need to rely on His strength. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We must disdain the things of this world not get caught up in the deceptions of Satan. Sure, there are some things, like this afternoon watching football. Many, many people around the United States will be watching football. And in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's what can happen. It takes you away maybe from your family. I know many men that really don't associate with their family or their children from one o'clock till the games are over later that evening. They don't have much to do with them. Again, there's nothing evil with football or any sports. But it's what it's taking you away from. It's taking away from your family. It's taking away from time that you could be doing something with them. 
Now, if they're with you and enjoying it with you, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. So it's little things of this world that can take you away and out of God's will. So we must draw nearer to God and humbly submit ourselves to Him. And we must truly mourn over our sin. It gives us a humble spirit. And we need to continue in the maturity of our faith and grow closer to our Lord. And we realize the wrong things and the sinful things that we do. And we need to be truly sorrowful for them. And whenever we submit to God, it knocks our worldly ego out. And it aligns our motives with the will of God's. Now some people kind of get on James's case here a little bit. They say he's being too rough. He's a little too harsh. He's too rigid with his writing. And I don't think so. I think he's right on target. You know, he's talking about arguments. Everyone gets into arguments, as I said. Sure, some people argue more than others. But look at the sources of those arguments. Look at what the argument is really about. They come from our own ego. They come from our own envy. They come from our own desires, our own selfishness, our own greediness. So the solution is to humble ourselves before God and before others. In fact, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So to be a peacemaker, to be called a son of God, you need Humility. Jesus tells us to love our enemies and even pray for those who persecute us. You know, if you profess to be a Christian, but in your heart you're still proud, you're still arrogant, you're still self-centered, then you're just lying to yourself. Sure, maybe you have fooled some other people around you, putting on a good show, talking to talk. You may have even convinced yourself or fooled yourself, but you cannot fool God. He knows each and every one of us. He knows our hearts. So we need to strive for a pure heart. Strive for peace. Be gentle. Have our power under control. Be reasonable. Be full of mercy. Be full of good fruits. Be unwavering in our faith and our attitude. And of course, be without hypocrisy. Saying one thing and doing another. Or doing one thing and saying another. But most of all, ask the Lord for heavenly wisdom and the strength to be His servant, to be His friend, to be his son. And you will tr- truly find peace in your life and in your heart. Let's close with a prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time in your word this morning. Help us to humbly come before you 
filled with sorrow over our sin. And help us to turn from this world and to turn from its desires and to turn from our sin. Strengthen us to be pure in mind, pure in body, pure in soul, just like your Son. Give us the humility to serve you each and every day of our lives until you return again to us and for us. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.